What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Lesson Thoughts Podcast. I'm your host, Disney to Relaxation. We are back again for another episode. And as always, if you guys enjoy what we hear, what you're going to hear, uh, please be sure to share this, rate it, all that good stuff. Help us grow. Um, but yeah, um, <clears throat> first thing first, uh, I just, uh, I don't know, I, I guess... Uh, Oh, damn, this is going to fit right into the topic later on, but I guess a little mental health update for myself. Um, as always, I'm, I, I don't know, I've just been drained recently, so I'm just trying to get myself back um, sorted out and stuff, like just rebuild my energy and whatnot and try to figure out how to just get over this hurdle and and life and whatnot um but uh this episode was gonna be short when i first started writing like my topics out but started remembering a little bit more things which good for me because i would have been upset after i recorded and forgot that i could have talked about some things i always hate doing that when i listen to my episodes um, so got some things to talk about. It's gonna be a decent episode. Um but yeah. Um it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be drawn out a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. But um so as always, um what I've been up to since the last episode, um we're gonna start off kinda hefty with the film. Um this one is well, mainly it's only one thing I really want to talk about because it has to do with what I just recently watched, which was um, the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, the holiday special um, that actually recently just came out. Um, so I think, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that should be um, ending phase four. Um, so that's why I kind of want to <clears throat> be able to start talking about it. I think Ant-Man is going to start the next phase um, in February, unless something else comes out afterwards, then I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think um, the Guardians was the last thing to end um, the phase. So, um, quick little review or um, initial thoughts on Guardians. Um, it was great. Um, to be expected. Uh, I feel <laughs> um, I don't know what it is about the Guardians, man. Because um, I know some people would like, because I know, um, which I would get into, but some people don't like um, Eternals. I know some people didn't like um, Inhumans when they first did that show. And I think part of it had to do with the fact that it's like they kind of just threw in like this ensemble like compared to Avengers like we built it up we got everybody solo film before we got the ensemble um I feel like it's like here's a movie with the whole cast of people and the whole team of people and they all got their powers and you gotta learn about all of them in one shot I think that kind of don't resonate with people I'm not sure but something about Guardians does it so well um as like I said, the first thing with the first guard, I, I had no clue who the Guardians was. The only reason why I watched Guardians, well, two reasons, but one main reason was because of Dave Batista. Because I am a wrestling fan first before I, I was a Marvel fan. <laughs> um, so, and he was actually just getting off of his um his return um his return run. He actually just recently returned to um the, the e during that time period in 2014 for a little short run um and yeah so i was like i just seen him came back and then here's his movie and he's you know to be to be excited for him to finally be in the mcu doing big things i want to see what this is about um had no clue about who the guardians was or anything um just watched it and of course this was still during the hype of MCU. I mean, the the burnout wasn't there yet, so you you were still excited for the new projects and the new release. Um, but yeah, um, as I mentioned in my uh, the last ep- not the last episode, but the episode before with my with my guests about how 
Guardians was able to tell the story about this group in another you know, part of the, the, the universe of the galaxy and able to show how things work outside of Earth, but it didn't make you feel like you was lost, like you you fit you fit in. And also my argument with that as well is because I like I like that people can make the films stand outside of the MCU. I mentioned this before. Um like some of these movies is just a big build up to the next movie. Um Guardians was there was no build up before it. Um, unless you're following the, the whole Infinity Stone timeline, then obviously, but um, like film direction wise, there was nothing before it's a hype up Guardians, and then when Guardians was over, there was nothing that you know, it wasn't hyping up nothing next, really. Um, afterwards, um, and then even in the timeline wise, um, Guardians 2 actually happens right afterwards, so. Yeah, but it was able to um, show you a whole new side of the galaxy, show you a whole team of people, but you didn't feel lost. You didn't feel confused. Um, it, it wasn't like they needed to explain who they were. You just kind of just like they were they already existed. And you were just along for the ride. Like we didn't we didn't get no flashback of what happened to um Rocket and Groot, like how they came to be, which I think that might be, if I'm not mistaken, I heard there was like there was like a little spoiler or something about the next movie might be about Rocket um and his origins. But we didn't get none of that. We didn't get nothing about um well, I can't remember this man's name character. <laughs> oh my lord. Drax. We we heard, but we didn't see nothing. So like everything was already established when you got these people. So it was like, it, it was just dumb meeting together. And that's like where we picked up. So it wasn't like we need to know who these people were and their backstories. And the movie is going to keep shifting through tones of learning everybody's backstory. Like, nah, like this is who we are. We, we have some issues in our past, but fate brought us together and here we are. We're making the best out of it. Um, and that's why um, Guardians 1 is still one of my favorite MCU movies of the entire MCU because of that, like, being able to stand out on its own. Because, like, I can watch Guardians and not think about the entire MCU. Um, some movies is like, I got to think about things that happen to MCU that's making this scene work. Um, so, yeah. So... Um, the holiday special, um, I think it was like 45 minutes long, not that long, um, is basically a story of how Peter, um, you know, since his abduction in 1988, he hasn't really been able to enjoy a normal, um, earth Christmas. Um, so, um, the team, mainly Mantis and Drax wanted to, um, bring the Christmas spirit back to him. So they went to Earth and got. Um, <laughs> they wanted to adopt Kevin Bacon because um, Peter always referenced how much he loves Kevin Bacon and Footloose throughout um, the MCU. So they figured, hey, let's get the thing that he always keep talking about so much. Um, and it's just a, it's just a nice little, it's a nice little story, man. It's, it has all the holiday charms, it has the Guardian charm. It's, it's a, it's a nice blend. It's a nice blend of both. If you're a fan of the Guardians and you're a fan of Christmas stuff. It's a perfect blend. Um, and also there's some reveals in there too, which I'm not going to spoil. Um, cause I mean, it's only 45 minutes. Like I said, just, just give it a watch. Um, but yeah. Um, so with that being said, now that I guess phase four is technically over, I want to, I guess, rank uh, my favorite phase four films and rank my favorite phase four shows. Um, granted, there's some films and some shows that I've skipped because phase four was my I'm losing like my care for MCU. <laughs> um and also realizing like some of this was like the passing the torch phase. I didn't, I didn't like it. <laughs> so kind of, um, so 
going with the movies, there's only, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven films. Um, going from, I guess, bottom up. And this one is default because I did not watch it, um, which I guess maybe says though that I didn't care that I even want to watch it. Um, it's going to be Eternals. Um, that's going to be number seven for me like i said i didn't watch it i only see i always see clips about it and stuff but i still i don't know something just not telling me to watch it it's like i don't know i don't know if it's important how important it is the only thing i know is that blade made um not even a physical cameo like a vocal cameo at the end of the post credit scene <laughs> but that was it um but yeah um next um i go with Black Widow um, this was one of the movies that it came out too late because you no know, there's no the the stakes there was no there were no no stakes for Black Widow because we know her fate already before the movie happened so it was like we're just watching oh it, it was just filler it was literally like the equivalent of a filler arc in anime like this story happened but does it matter to the grand scheme i mean technically it might i mean we got um her sister who is a great character and i guess a great replacement for widow um but other than that i mean not really um, my Taskmaster master is still around, but they kind of butchered their story. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes in the future. Um, but yeah, Black Widow. Yeah, I don't know. It was all right. But like I said, it came out too late. Um, going after that. Um... This one is, I mean, it's not, this is not to say, uh, it's not say all these movies are bad. It's just my level of care for when I watched them and when I was done watching them. Um, I'll probably go with Thor, Love and Thunder next. Um, wasn't bad. Um, I, I didn't dislike it as much as a lot of people did, but it didn't really do anything for me this was one of the case of <laughs> so this is funny because I, I, I know how I praise movies working when they're not too attached to MCU this is a case where this movie was Thor because Thor is too attached to the MCU to bring him out of it feels weird and I think that's the reason why his second movie didn't work because it was like we just had Avengers and then he d goes on to fight the elf and whatever and he even travels back to earth during the fight and, and it's like one of those like why are the avengers helping now so it's one of those things of like when they shorten the cast during like important battles somewhat like it feels weird um so like when the first attack happened back in new asgard it kind of like it was just dumb it was it felt weird like it like there's too many people here now for these evasions to be happening um on the low and yeah like i said then it's just it went to a whole nother mythology with introducing more gods and all of that and just it, it, it was too much but at the same time not enough if that makes sense <laughs> um but yeah um it, it was like it wasn't bad but it felt like it's one of those cases where probably thor do probably need someone else from like the avenger list to help him out that's why ragnarok worked so well because he had um hulk and loki um so yeah i don't know um after this um I'm going, um, I probably, I don't know, only because one, I mean, you know what, yeah, forget it, never mind, um, after this, I'm going Spider-Man, <laughs> No Way Home, um, my, you already know my feelings with Spider-Man, um, like I said, um, it was great, they did the stuff, um, that we kind of got spoiled because you know the internet people can't be patient and just wait for stuff to happen so 
and the trailer didn't help either. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that's my my thing with the the story. That's right, man. It's one of those things too. Like the story did not need to happen. It was just no. It was too many miscommunications to cause such a big like catastrophe. Like, bro, like. Without saying like, bro, you didn't even like talk to them first before you even came to me, and then it was like the whole keep changing the spell thing. And I'm like, it's like I don't know, man. It was it, like too too much simple stuff made a big mess, and then like I said, my whole thing with that it took um, this Peter Parker his entire movie run so far to learn how important it is for him to become Spider-Man and you know Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and even to some degree um, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man learned all of that in their first movie um, obviously one of the main big factors is when they lose um, Ben and May um, and I, I get it maybe that's no to draw out character and to make it more Heartbreaking because we know we didn't we don't really get that attachment with Uncle Ben. I mean, he's only there in the first movie, so yeah, we don't we know we got three movies with May. Uh, well, that's just a Spider Man movie, we're not even counting anything else she was in. I think she was in something else. Am I bugging? I don't know, I might be bugging. I felt like she could have been in something else <laughs> in one of the infinity wars or whatever um but yeah so we got more time with her so to lose her it felt more impactful but even at that for me it was still like eh. <laughs> um but yeah like it's like like i said it took him all those movies to learn and not only that it took him two other spider-men to tell him yo like yeah it sucks but this is what we do like you know this is important like the city needs us but you know it sucks (laughs) um but yeah um this is gonna be the top three if i'm not mistaken um this one can go either way it's only because this movie is still fresh in my mind that it's gonna hold this spot um but for number three um, I'm going with Shang-Chi. Um, great, great movie. Like it's a, it's another movie that, that it works without being an MCU because he's not an established MCU person yet. So, and it didn't go too deep into everything that's going on in MCU. It was like it started, you know, we was in San Francisco, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and yeah, um, then it shift over to a whole nother area, which it was good. It shifted itself away from the obvious questions of where is so-and-so during this? <laughs> um, so it, it, it isolated itself so it can tell a nice condensed story. And of course the fighting, you know, I'm a sucker for martial arts. That's my thing. Um, it was good. Um, and like I said, the only reason why, which number two is going to be Dr. Strange. And the only reason why um, Dr. Strange number two right for now is because it's still fresh in my mind because that's the one I recently watched compared to Shang-Chi. And Dr. Strange is just my favorite MCU character for at this moment. <laughs> um, so biasness. Um, Dr. Strange, a Multiverse of Madness is my second favorite movie of the phase four. <laughs> Um, great movie, great visuals. And the funny, it's like it's not, it's not even, it's not even that deep. <laughs> but I, I just like, <laughs> which sounds messed up. But I like, I like Dr. Strange's character. I like that he's like the embodiment of tragedy. Like to have the power of the gods or whatever you would consider him having, like the sorcery. But yet he just he always loses his personal battles in life. Um, it's like it's the same thing with with Peter Parker. But like I said, Peter Parker's story was more 
it could have been avoided type stuff but compared to strange it was like you know he couldn't avoid i mean he could have but it went with his character of how he was but he could have avoided the car crash um but if we go on by what happened in what if which i'll get into later um apparently that's always meant to happen the car crash <laughs> well no because they changed the story line if if it wasn't his hands he was going to lose he will lose um uh jeez what's her name i don't know <laughs> but his love interest um so it's one of those things where he's 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 bound to always go through some personal battle that he, usually he does not win but in a grand scheme of things it works out like <laughs> yeah i don't know but yeah and of course number one despite how recent it was and how fresh it is um black panther wakanda forever like i said this movie was amazing um i'm not comparing it to the first movie I'm, i will not do that because it's unfair um because we wouldn't because we can't never we can't never see what the original vision was to compare what it supposed to be um but at, like i said it works well as an mc it, it, it does great because and that sounds it's gonna sound terrible it's, it's great because of unfortunately of Chadwick's passing and T'Challa's removal from the story that it works as a re like a reboot of the Black Panther because we didn't get Shuri's Black Panther or her character story arc in really the first movie like we just knew that she was smart but other than that she just always played like she's just a, she's a little sister she was the she was the comedy relief so to give her all this death and all this character development in one movie it, it was like a whole you no know, it was a brand new character all over again um so it felt so to keep the story mainly in wakanda to keep it isolated it was great it, um and that's why i sat there and like that they kept on shift into what was going on in, in America like two times was cool maybe but they kept on doing it and like that's the only thing that's like my only negative of this movie like I don't care about that storyline um but yeah um great movie but that's my little uh that's my ranking of the movies of phase four um, as for the shows, um, I did not watch Moon Knight. I did not watch Miss Marvel. Um, I didn't even realize that I Am Groot came out, apparently. <laughs> uh, so I did not watch that. Um, and I did not watch the Werewolf by Night thing. Um, so I'm not even going to categorize them into this list at all. Um, going by what I've seen and know the best one to the weakest one or whatever um it's a lot of shows here um and a funny thing the great thing about this uh, with this list none of them are when i said the best one to the weakest one none of them are technically weak i enjoyed the shows that i watched i enjoyed them all um but if i'm going to make a list um I'll probably go with She-Hulk at the bottom only because like my only gripe with my only gripe of my understanding with the She-Hulk story is that the show is not really about She-Hulk. It's about everything that surrounds the She-Hulk. You know, the, everything that's going on in the environment, the start, the lore that they built them up. It just so happened that She-Hulk is the character that's being the focus of this. Um... So that's the only reason why well, other than that it's a good show, but it's just they could have swapped she hulk with someone else and told the same story, kinda, but you know what I mean? Like told the same story and revealed the same information and it would still be the same show. Um But yeah. Um next I'm gonna go with what if only because it's just its own thing. Um but great animation um that final fight scene when they all assembled and they fought um ultron that was amazing um 
that Dr. Strange carried that team on his back, bro. <laughs> that man back was sore after that fight. Um, but <laughs> yeah, um, apparently they're gonna do season two as well, so that's still going. Um, next is um, like as I'm looking at these lists, I'm like rewinding the show in my head as quick as possible. <laughs> um, next, uh, I'll probably go with Guardians. Um, it's not like it's it was bad, it wasn't bad, but it, you know, it was only just one little 45 minute thing, so it was nice and short. But it's, I guess, that would give you give it replay value. Um, especially since it's still not even Christmas yet, so you can watch it again when it's that time. Um, so yeah, I don't know why people even do that too. I mean, I understand that you gotta lock down some dates, but like, man, like at least like December tenth or something. <laughs> like, man, we still in November. Um, next up, um, I'll probably go WandaVision. Uh, granted, it was an important story, which, but like I said, it was just a trailer to Doctor Strange. Um, granted, whatever's gonna happen with Vision storyline, that's that's whatever. But everything that happened with Wanda, all the stuff that she went through, everything she, it all just concluded in Doctor Strange, and it feels like the show was almost for nothing now. I mean, like again, introduce new things. Uh, we got Monica Rambeau. Uh, they introduced. I think this is the first time they they introduced Sword. Um, I think I'm not sure don't quote me on that um like as an active thing not just um I think the first time we kind of seen them was um at the end of uh Spider-Man um the second movie but the first time we saw them active I think this was the first time we seen it um but yeah but it was a great like it was still a great show but knowing in hindsight that it was all for nothing now <laughs> because I mean I, I mean there's a lot of people who know we still know we don't see a body it didn't happen thing so Wanda's story still not over but for the time being let's go with what we're led to assume that she is dead now um so all of that was for nothing almost um next up we are gonna go with Hmm. Yeah, this one is a. Ooh, it's interesting. I'm gonna go with Loki. <laughs> um, only because I, I I was never really a fan of Loki. If I'm being honest, um, I didn't see the appeal of why he kept on coming back. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> um, but whatever. And it, and it's and it's, that sh- that show that show alone almost divided the fan base as well, and then She Hulk really divided it. Um, but that show almost divided because a lot of people didn't like that. They basically tried to you know they did the first episode to kind of force that this Loki emotionally is our Loki because he knows the story now. He he you know he caught up. He watched he he sat there and watched all the all of the you know the Infinity saga um and caught up. But that is still not our Loki. Like literally like an hour or like moments before he caught up he was the send the army to New York Loki and so he was still full-blown villain. He didn't really get his full-blown transformation until Ragnarok. And yeah, so it was one of those things where it was like, we can't necessarily care too much about this Loki because he's not the one that we went on this journey with. Just because he's seen the journey don't mean that he's still fully... Uh, no, he didn't fully emotionally go through the journey, immensely go through the journey that our Loki did. He just seen it and it's like, oh, I don't want that to happen to me. Oh, I don't want to make these mistakes. But yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, but good show. And of course, my boy Kang, who you know, is going to make his uh, full blown appearance in Ant-Man. Um, so 
that that scene alone as well like loki my boy just yeah i planned it all <laughs> um and i think these are the last two <laughs> which is weird um but i'm gonna go with hawkeye for the next one i like hawkeye a lot because i like that it was very street level it felt like one of the netflix shows um which is well depending which one <laughs> um but it felt it, it was great because it wasn't all mystical and craziness and who's doing this and who's doing that and corruption and all of that it was just a simple story of this dude past coming back to haunt them but at the same time teaching this next person the ropes and being able to comfortably retire and be with his family dealing with his loss and his potential loss uh, with his hearing um, it, it, was, it was just a nice story and also that was actually also a Christmas story as well damn the phase of the forest damn <laughs> I mean this is technically the the longest we got so much stuff in one phase though bro it's crazy when did this phase really start most I'm seeing everything in 2021 damn <clears throat> literally a basically a two year phase um because literally um <clears throat> Hawkeye was a Christmas thing and then we just got the Guardians Christmas we literally got two Christmas specials in the span of the same phase <laughs> um I believe the only Christmas thing we got in MCU is Spider-Man I'm uh, Spider-Man um, Iron Man 3 that was a, that was supposed to be actually a Christmas themed film well when it first when it, around the time it came out and you know when you watch the movie um so yeah I don't know weird but yeah so that would make um number one Falcon and the Winter Soldier um it was just a good duo a good um passing the mantle to know who's going to be Captain America, what's going on with Bucky's story. I like Bucky's story, how he broke free of his mental slavery. Um, the Falcon trying to deal with the importance of holding the shield and being Captain America. Um, and of course, you know, being black <laughs> that that resonates um i didn't like i didn't really like that forced scene with the cops um that felt forced but yeah um because that's what it goes with the thing like how well do we know um how well are these superheroes are known like how you don't know who they are by now type thing um but yeah um cause literally they showed it in they showed it in uh I think they showed it in Hawkeye but they also showed it in the Guardians of people who's like a day in the city like cosplaying as the superhero so like clearly they are known enough but no they had to make that cop scene happen but whatever um but yeah that's my list I'm not gonna go down there <laughs> so you know there you go that was a big Marvel rant um quickly phase five um I, I ain't gonna lie um like I said I was I was almost burnt out but Wakanda Wakanda literally kind of resurrected my passion for MCU a little bit so I'm a little bit looking forward to phase five um it might change because things change but um as of right now phase five we got in the movies Ant-Man and the Wasp that's coming February Guardians 3, The Marvels, Captain America, New World Order, Thunderbolts, and Blade. Um, for the TV series, we got Secret Invasion, Echo, Loki Season 2, Ironheart, Agatha, and Daredevil. Um, so going by my excitement for what I care about, Ant-Man, obviously, because as much as um, Doctor Strange is my favorite character in the MCU, and I love and like overall but I like how Ant-Man abilities work 
in live action MCU. <laughs> like it just looks so good. Like I said, like just watching him. Like when I watch him, like see, whenever I see him in cartoons, or like just like oh yeah, I get big or I get small. Like ooh, but like just to see it like look realistic. Like oh, it can happen type thing. It makes his abilities look dope. Um, Guardians three by default. I'm excited for. I, I've enjoyed all everything Guardians thus far. <laughs> um, so. And especially with the reveals that we got, I'm excited to see where this goes next. The Marvels, um, uh, I'm only half excited, only because I did not watch Miss Marvel, um, so I can't be too excited for that. Captain America: New World Order sounds like it's about to be um, Winter Soldier all over again in terms of like the secrecy with the government and all of that. Um, so I don't know. But um, and also not see the first Sam Wilson Captain America take. I'm interested. Thunderbolts um, don't really care. Um, yeah, I don't really care. Blade uh, half and half for the longest. I love um, the actor who's gonna play Blade, but I never seen him do action so I don't know how well his fight scenes are going to be <laughs> so I'm hoping that they are good and if they are good then that's going to make this movie even great uh, TV series Secret Invasion <sighs> I know all the all the hardcore fans is probably probably like this one um, for me I don't really care this is the this is the stuff that's going to make me like what are we doing here <laughs> type thing so I don't know we'll see um, Echo I don't know much about Echo like individually she was in um, Hawkeye so, but I don't know much about her on her own so I'm only slightly interested Loki season 2 I don't know honestly I do not know I, I mean we'll see where this go with King and Quantumania um, that would that would put my ex my my level of excitement for Loki. Um, Ironheart. Um, I actually enjoy Riri, so um, I'm curious to see her story. Um, and I'm curious to see if she's actually going to get the more the suit that she's usually using now. That's more like. Cause that you know, that suit looks like a big, I don't know. It just looks it looks a lot, it looks like a lot. Um, Agatha, I do not care at all. And Daredevil, ooh, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Netflix Daredevil is peak Marvel television. <laughs> um, I don't think any Marvel show has touched Daredevil on Netflix yet so for them to do it but MCU officially even though the last one was technically loosely MCU but now I don't know well that's the next thing too is this gonna be a sequel reboot or a requel or whatever some people say (laughs) I don't know I don't know Um, yeah we'll see we'll see but that's that. That's my MCU film section. Uh, like I said, it's gonna be hefty. <laughs> um, next is gaming. Um, this one's gonna be a little quicker. Um, since my last episode, um, hopefully I did not tell you guys. I don't remember. Um, but since the last episode, um, I know I was playing Sonic. I, like I said, I don't remember how much I told you. <laughs> but since then, I have 100% Sonic. Um, and my uh, my confusion of 100% is kind of shifting in this game um, because when I go by 100% I usually go by you know, getting all the achievements um, in the game but some games you know, prior to the era of achievements had 100% but they had in game stats to let you know if you 100% sent it the game so this game is weird because after you beat the game, you unlock an arcade mode, which lets you basically do all of the the cyber missions. And I'm like, 
if I get an S in all of them, maybe that's technically also a 100%, but there's no achievement for it. So it's like my, that that's more like a personal, hey, let me just do it just to say I did it compared to like, hey, I'm getting rewarded for it type thing. So I don't know. But achievement wise, I have 100% of the game. I got all the achievements in the Sonic game. I already talked about how much I love the game. Um, it was a great step up from the previous Sonic games um, and only hope they just continue going from there, honestly. Um, next is Call of Duty. Uh, I've, um, I bought the next Call of Duty. Um, I mean, it's not bad. It's, I mean, it's, it's Call of Duty. <laughs> it's Call of Duty. It's actually, but it, it's it's enjoyable. Um, I haven't been grinding heavy um, on it, but yeah, it's cool. Um, the proximity chat is fun too. Um, um, but I was I don't know. I thought the proximity chat would have been more realistic, but I think that would have kind of been cheating. But I think. I, um, I didn't, uh, I didn't want it to be I didn't it didn't need to be by narrow but close like distance should have been more realistic like people who are in a building next to me or a building or a floor above me but their voice sound like you know they're in my party chat it, it throws me off because I don't know how close they are they're just talking like they know that they are dead in my air uh, if they would have put like oh they sound a little further away so they're not in the exact area I am but they're close enough that I can talk to them that would have been dope um, what I mean by it not being binaural it, did that, it didn't need to be that is that if somebody's talking if they sound like they're far away but they're on my left side so now I know exactly where they are type thing that kind of been that would have been that that been too much <laughs> um but yeah um i did beat the campaign um that's cool <laughs> um it was all right it wasn't bad um but yeah i don't know if i mentioned in my last episode um but just in case if i did not um since my last episode um i have quit playing apex um I finally just, I mean, I, I've been grown tired of it, but I finally just reached the point where I just no longer want to play this game. And it sucks. I, I love the Apex characters. I love the lore, but the game just got dull for me. So I'm no longer playing Apex as of this moment. Um, I uninstalled it too. So no more Apex for me. Um, yeah. But that's mainly it for gaming. <laughs> um, just been chilling on Call of Duty. Just waiting for something else to get me. I mean, there's a few games here, but some of them are like horror based. Um, I don't really play horror games like that. So, yeah, it's nothing really for me. Even the next po- the new Pokemon just came out. I don't know. I'm mixed on it because the last Pokemon game I got was actually um, uh, Shield and Sword. One of those. And I quit playing that game <laughs> like after the first gym leader I, I just my enthusiasm for the Pokemon game wasn't there no more so I don't want to do that again uh, but yeah that's mainly it for my gaming section um, but yeah um, about to jump into the manga section in a second um, yeah, just had to take a drink. Um, yeah, oh, well, yeah, the, <laughs> I did say the manga section, but yeah, the manga section. Um, um, I had because I, I picked up a few manga like months ago, but I haven't started one of them that I picked up. Um, so I finally recently started it. Um, it's called um, The Golden Sheep. Um, the, this story is a story of four, you know, four teens. Um, I don't, I think they are in the junior year of high school right now. So if you want an estimate of their age, um, that would be what, 16 to 17. Um, uh, they were friends when, you no, know, back in like middle school. 
or whatever. Well, I don't know how long they've been friends all together, but they all been friends like before prior. But one of them moved away for a few years, um, um, and then she recently came back um, a few years later. And she wrote a letter to them saying, like, you know, hey, uh, if you guys remember me or whatnot, uh, let's meet at uh, our childhood spot, which is like a statue of a golden sheep. (laughs) Um, And they met up there. And, you know, it's one of the stories of where you've been gone for a while, but she thought everything was like, you know, it was just going to pick up where it left off, but only to find out that a lot has changed in the storyline. they all have gone through different paths in their lives and different things in their lives and she slowly starts to realize um what happened so it's honestly just a story of these four trying to it's it's a it's one of it's a coming of age story um uh finding where they belong finding what they want to do with their life finding their worth what's important to them well you know all of that it's, it's a good story I, i'm enjoying it so far i'm i only read uh the first two volumes i recently picked up the third volume um so i'm gonna read that soon um, and speaking of volumes, I picked up a few more volumes. Um, I'm still reading, uh, what do you call it? Sweat and Soap. Um, and I'm still reading um, Blood on the Tracks. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's a bunch more that I'm reading too, but digitally, um, these are the ones that I got, I'm, I'm, I ha- I'm owning physically. Um, but speaking of Blood on the Tracks, um, the mangaka, or you want to say the author uh, of, um, I'm I'm really enjoying their work. Um, but I do notice, I noticed one thing. It's not a, it's not a nitpick, but it's, it's it's a I guess it's a it's a good it's a point of theirs that they like to touch on. Um, but one of my because one of my favorite manga is um Akunohana, um the flowers of evil which was made by this uh mangaka which is their name is Shu, shuzo oshimi um they yeah so they tend to tackle on on uh topics of youth and trauma depending on different levels of what the trauma is or it might not even be trauma just something that's like a a tough topic (laughs) um so this i started another anime uh, anime another manga of theirs um which is actually still it's still very recent it's still very new um uh but it's called um welcome back alice um this one um is interesting um this uh slight spoilers but like i said to be honest where i'm at the story is still new where it's not i'm not spoiling much and it kind of helps in case you're interested um Welcome back, Alice. This is about um, these three um, childhood friends. Um, they've been childhood friends since kindergarten. Um, and during middle school, one of them moved away uh, um, because their dad got another job or whatever. And then high school came around and they came back. But the thing is that he came back uh, basically um, as a, uh, I guess the best way to say this is as a crossdresser. But the way, um, because honestly, I'm not watching this, I'm reading it, going by dialogue, they not only made themselves look feminine, but they're making themselves sound feminine too. So it was two childhood friends, Mel and a girl. And the story is basically a love triangle between the three. Um, the, our main character that we following had a crush on the girl, but the girl had a crush on his friend. Um, but it seems like his friend has a crush on the main character. But this tackles the the you know sexuality and 
what, like you know was tolerated so he felt that if he came back being more feminine and looking like a girl maybe he would actually look look at him the way that he looks at him so and it's kind of working like he doesn't know how to act like he sees him and like she he looks straight up like a female and his little boy's like and like I said, I'm apparently sounding like a female too, but it's like, this is my childhood friend that i known like for all my life. Like, like, you know, like this is, this was the homie. And now it's like, I'm attracted to him, but I also, I've been attracted to my childhood friend too. So he, he's like all messed up in the head. So the story is tackling like love and lust and sexuality and yeah, I think, uh, I don't know, I guess it's a good read for people who's dealing with things like that as well. Um, just the fact that they feel like they have to go through such lengths and they and they hate themselves for it too. Like, it's, it's interesting, like, they don't like, they don't like that they had to make themselves look like a female to get that attention and affection from their male friend that they seem that they always had a, feelings for them like since they were young but obviously it was the standards of hey if you you got you're a man if you got you're gonna be a man you gotta be with a woman and you know he's coming with the the perspective of tossing gender away like stop thinking about what a man is and what a woman is just be who you are and feel what you feel you feel some way towards me then feel some way towards me don't put it because you're a man you gotta you must like a girl type thing so it's an interesting story um like i said the story is still new so we'll see where this goes um and it's actually getting kind of messed up too like i said they tackle stuff and they kind of make it messed up too um but yeah good 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 to good stuff um just reading a bunch of manga um yeah uh last thing i've been up to which i'm sure everybody been up to um thanksgiving has recently passed um hopefully everybody had a great thanksgiving you know enjoyed yourselves with the family or enjoyed yourself and some good food and whatnot um this was my first thanksgiving um since i moved so it's a different feeling of being in a home where you know when the dinner is made and usually the food is still there because you know you live there but it's like oh like taking a plate home <laughs> it's a different feeling like um um but it's cool it was nice just hung out family um just chilled for a bit then just went home had to work the next day um but yeah um the next thing i've been doing is um finally I, I talked about it a few times um which um I said that I was gonna try to wait for Black Friday and wait for deals to drop because I want to upgrade my PC. Um so finally um ordered my parts. Um which funny enough as of this recording, um my motherboard and my CPU has came. Um I'm waiting on my GPU and my new case and yeah just gonna just renovate all my stuff into that place <laughs> um and that'll be my new pc um and see what i'll do about my old one <laughs> uh, but yeah um that's mainly been it um other lights besides fighting my inner demons and dealing with my spiritual drainage um that's mainly been it um yeah so this last topic uh well the main topic um well i'm gonna talk about this first one kind of short because uh, i'm not gonna I'm not gonna be like i'm some phony person or not but um in recent news um Jason David Frank has passed away. Um, he's most known for his role in the Power Rangers. Um, uh, but he he he's been in the he been with like the original Power Rangers, but he has reprised his role as the same character Tommy throughout different generations of the Power Ranger saga. Um, but so like I said, I'm not gonna pretend like he was my greatest 
hero and you know i was a huge power ranger fan the only power ranger i really know is that first iteration um so i'm not gonna sit here in front but it is important because of i didn't know um at first about how he passed away i just kept on seeing a lot of no rest in peace he was a legend and seeing clips of him so i'm like oh man he probably passed away due to like some health issues or whatever i don't know to find out that it was because of well, he took his own life, it just uh, just raised eyebrows for me because like seeing some of the clips of like how grateful and how thankful he was to his fans, like I'm sure he knows how much he means to some of his fans. Like I was listening to the podcast earlier about how like growing up, like during the 90s for some kids like he was like kind of the reason why some kids probably took karate classes and whatnot because they wanted to be like him like yeah this man like raised the 90s of kids and whoever was into that um so to see that he was dealing with mental health and depression and fortunately lost the battle is it's one of those things again like it's like it's why like it's why I do my podcast like I don't like I I try not to make my whole podcast about mental health strictly but I talk about it enough that it's like because I went through through my little mental health stuff too like I want people to know that no, th- yes, this 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 is a serious battle, but the battle can be won. And like, so unfortunately, you know, he wasn't able to beat his situation. Um, I don't know to what degree his depression was. Like you assume, like I said, being someone who's looked at by how, I don't know how many fans he got and how much people love him and appreciate him. Um, even having his own family, you like, yeah, like how could you still not be happy like I don't I don't know um that that I don't know that depression is so you know it's something I don't want to use language but it's something man like I I always I always hated when I got hit with that random moment of sadness um like when I'm just hanging out with friends or whatever and and it just slaps me in my face that Hey, like, you're not supposed to be having fun. Be sad. And I just like my mood just just drops. And I'm like, everybody having fun. And I'm just sitting here like, damn, like, I hate everything now. <laughs> like, uh, it sucks. But also why I do my podcast and why this is important is like talking about your issues. And if I'm not mistaken, um, well, November is tricky, but um. Let me see. Um, something. See, like, it's too many things. Um, it's uh, November was supposed to be Men's Health Awareness Month. Um, and it's like, yeah, for us to lose someone during that month. Is and like I said, I don't like that it's this month because too many things happen in this month. You know, Thanksgiving, nobody's thinking about a man's well being. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's important to talk about these things and like, and I but I also get it. Like sometimes there's no, there isn't anybody to talk to. Um, for me, I mean, I. I don't know for me like I got I was grown like I was raised in a way that I end up becoming isolated through my from my own family because I didn't feel like they took my point of view serious enough like if I always say something if I challenge somebody idea they'll always challenge me back instead of just hearing me out type of thing so I always just stopped talking to people um, and then because like I said I, I end up going to music 
and like hearing some of my songs like some of my songs was like just me literally like like I said, I even t- I talked about it like the last project. I'm like, like some of these dudes hear some of the songs I say. Like that's how I can tell when your friends don't support you type thing. If they hear the songs I say, like I'm literally calling you guys out for like the things for the neglect towards when I try to reach out to you guys and y'all ignore me type thing or y'all just sh- you know shrug me off and I'm like you know. So I was like, feeling like I have nobody to talk to. Um, I have one person, but, you know, even they can't be around all the time. So I was like, I'm glad that's what I'm, I've been able to do my podcast so I can get stuff off my chest and get things off my mind for when I don't have that person around. Um, but even him, um, I saw the article that he had, he did have his friend um, that he would vent to about his issues like so it's like I said again like to still to to still have someone that you can somewhat vent to and have your family to have your fans but still not win that battle like I said I don't know what to what degree he was really going through this Um, if there's any insecurities he was having in his life I don't know but um, it's tragic, man. Uh, rest in peace to that man. But yeah, um, I mean, like, I, I try to advocate for every, you know, everybody and everything for in terms of equality. But you know, like I say, no, yeah, you know, we can't keep acting like men expressing themselves and trying to be open is is a sign of weakness or whatever they're not manly enough which goes into that last um that last manga I was talking about like the social structure of what's considered a man or a woman like you have to do certain things or you're not a man like it, it's it's all balanced like we all have a form of masculinity and fem- feminine within us like that's the balance like that's how we are able to empathize with each other and the opposite sex because we all naturally have these things within us um but we just been programmed that we had to remove that one thing and if you act too feminine you're considered you know gay if you act too masculine for females you know they are the uh what is it the studs and whatnot like or they lesbians or whatever the case is but it's like no it's like (laughs) They, they just in tune with a certain part of themselves like they know it's finding a balance like don't have to sacrifice one to be closer to the other like it's finding a balance between both so you can be empathetic to the human race uh, to each other so like but yeah um, I was going to talk about this next point but I don't even feel like getting into it um, it's not that important, honestly, but it, I don't know, man. Like anybody that y'all know who's dealing with things, who's showing signs of things, or if you someone who's dealing with things, like, like I said, man, it's so right to just talk to people and get things out. It might help or as I did, find an outlet, find something to release everything that's within you. Um for me that's why i that's why i advocate so hard for people to find their creativity um that's me personally i feel like everybody should find some form of creative expression like whether if it's doing music doing content creating doing a podcast whatever i i personally for me i feel that it helps i literally gave up my past I called it my past life um, when growing up I wasn't growing up I was the kid that I was always outside I was an athlete I played sports I threw all of that away because those things were no longer making me happy um, and I shifted over to you know playing video games more um, then shifted to doing music a way to express how I feel and in a creative way and to make it not feel like I'm just you know complaining or I'm just crying or whatever like 
oh, it's a good song. Hey, it's catchy. But so you hear some of the lyrics like, oh, <laughs> but, you know, that's the beauty of some music. Uh, some people are uh, like like crying for helping their songs, but just because the beat is nice, we don't pay attention. So it's like it's a good way to mask your feelings like you yourself, like do it for yourself. Like you yourself know that you got the message out. You know that what you said needed to be said. Um, how people hear it or whatever, that's on them. But, you know, I said, you got to do things for yourself. Everything is about yourself first. You no know? self-love, self-care. That's the most important thing. Um, you got to take care of yourself. You got to find a balance within yourself. And hopefully you could transcend that emotion and that energy to someone else and hopefully they can reciprocate it and bring it back to you and you form a bond with that person whoever the bond may be um yeah that's just connect with somebody connect with yourself and yeah man just enjoy life um, too many stuff going on out here for us to be losing these battles man we need to be there for each other um, you know, that man family got to deal with that, you know, kids got to deal with that. And it sucks because, you know, you don't know what that would do for them in the future. Like, I believe and I'm mistaken. I'm his. Uh, what is it? He he had family who actually took their own lives as well in the article. Let me see. Um. Where did I see that? Yeah, he had multiple family members who managed who committed suicide and his mother actually passed away a few years ago as well. So those are some of the things that he dealt with. Like a lot of people in his life were passing away, but also in the method of how they were passing away. Like what makes a person wants to just cut their own time here short type thing, you know? But yeah I don't know but <laughs> yeah you know, just need to take care of yourselves and take care of each other and yeah that's it man that's all I gotta say um but yeah um hope you guys enjoyed this episode um that'll be all for me <laughs> um yeah hope you guys enjoyed this um please be sure to share rate it um, more importantly, like I said, seek any form of help or be the help for anyone. I mean, people who are dealing with depression, we can be stubborn. We don't, we feel, you know, we think you don't understand how we feel, but try your best to be empathetic and patient with that person because they really need it. They just, you know, we just stubborn to say it. Um, there's, I don't know, any hotlines you need to call or or visit you know any help we uh, can't keep keep dealing with this um and it's not just for men too i mean for just for everybody it's just you know it just so happened that we lost him during this month of it's supposed to be men's health awareness and you know we gotta be me gotta be aware um, but granted, I mean, November is almost over. We about to get into December. About to be Christmas holiday. That's a, oh my. I, I, I'm a, sorry for bringing this up, but yeah, like the, that family got to spend their Christmas grieving. <sighs> oh, it sucks. Yeah, man. Y'all, t- y'all take care of each other, yourselves. Um, yeah, please be sure to yeah, like I said, share, rate, all of that good stuff. Um. Till next time. Um, hope you guys have a wonderful day, a uh, wonderful week, um, and you know, stay in there. You know, <laughs> till next time. Peace.